Welcome to the Reckoning Podcast, where we stoke a campfire, gather around, and have real-life conversations with old friends, new friends, professionals, and just shoot the shit. Reckoning all things from hunting, outdoors, beauty, entrepreneurship, relationships, life, and more. It's all just a reckoning. I am so stoked and honestly very honored to welcome back Philip Bowen to the podcast. When I got the email and coordinating everything, I was pretty excited. <laughs> Not going to lie, because Philip is somebody that I just truly look up to. And I think he's such an amazing person in general. And last year we had him on the podcast. I believe it was August 2022. If you haven't, I highly suggest going back and listening to that episode. We really get to know Philip on that one and get to know his life story, how he got to be a musician, and then also how he became the TikTok sensation that he is. And since then, Philip has been busy. (laughs) This is the true essence of reckoning, just getting to sit down and shoot the shit with somebody that you haven't got to talk to in a while, see what they've been up to. You've kind of been seeing things happening on social media and it's like, okay, let's, let's hear I'm excited. What has been going on? In this episode, Philip and I talk about navigating his new normal as his career has been taking off and what that looks like for him, as well as the realization about needing to take a step back and figuring out some self-care for himself, and then also what it looks like getting help as an entrepreneur and creator so that you can get back to what it is that you're passionate about and what you're supposed to be doing, as well as talking about relationships and honoring those relationships as you continue to build your career and what that looks like with your spouse and your family. And we talk about, of course, his new album that's getting ready to drop, Old Kana, where I learned to say that. Hopefully I I did some justice for it, (laughs) Philip. And the song that I think is going to resonate so much with our audience, I highly suggest you listen to the lyrics, download the song, the album, all the things for Philip. Um, But just talking about like what home is to you and the outdoors. We also talk about just make sense social media because that is where Philip started and what being kind looks like on social media and how powerful it can be to build one another up and vice versa and the opportunities that lie within that when helping each other build each other up and being kind versus you know, maybe the negative space you think of social media. And of course, we get to talk about America's Got Talent, which Philip is a contestant on, and his audition. We get to hear like what Philip was thinking through his audition, which just blew my mind. And it's so much fun. Whether you are an artist, a musician, an entrepreneur, a parent, or even just a fan of Philip's, I really think you're going to take some really good tidbits away from this for some advice in just being your genuine self or honestly just being inspired because Philip continues to do that. Welcome back to Reckoning, Philip. Well, it's been a year since you were lost on, which is just crazy to me. Time flies, as we were just talking about. <laughs> and <Yes. laughs> you, it looks like it's been a complete whirlwind for you since the last time we chatted. Um, you've graced yes. the stages. I have to look at my notes right here because you've been busy. You've graced the stages of America's Got Talent, the Bluebird Cafe, which we spoke about last time, mm-hmm. Third and Lindsley, and you're sharing your gifts with audiences across the nation. Notably, you had the privilege of performing alongside Kathy Matea on NPR's Mountain Stage, which when I read Kathy Matea, yeah. I have to tell you, 
she was someone that I had at like my wedding playlist. And so that was something that like, it's like, yes, Philip. Yeah, me too. I mean, obviously, Mountain Stage was a dream come true. I can only imagine. Because that was in your home state, correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, in my home state. And it's like, you know, it's it's been going for like 40 years. This is their 40th year of doing Mountain Stage. And so um, it's nuts because like kind of going into December, even though things were still growing really well, I was kind of getting a little bit burned out because I was doing everything, everything still. And like, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't like taking care of myself. I was like really burned out and I was honestly almost ready to just like kind of take a break or hang it up. I was just really getting burned out with it. And I just finished recording this album and I just wasn't like, I don't know, like I wasn't there. And then right up, like maybe a couple of days after Christmas, I got the call to do mountain stage. And then it was like all the things that have happened this year in 2023, I did not know were coming at all. Like I had no you know, Mountain Stage, Rolling Stone, all that stuff. None of it I knew was even on the radar for me. And so um, it kind of helped give me new life. And I got some help, you know, in terms of like just people, you know, help. I, you know, I just couldn't do it all like anymore. So anyways, mm -hmm. uh, it kind of came at the right time. And it was just a huge honor to do it. I it's I always appreciate the fact of like how vulnerable and open you are about like being burnout or where you've come from and things like that. Because I think mm -hmm. so many times as artists or entrepreneurs even though you feel like at one point I was praying to be in this point of my life like maybe where you were November cool. December you wanted that at one point but you were kind of feeling like frustrated and like you were needing a break and then all of a sudden there's like one yes. more thing tips it over and ignites that fire again yeah and I, I think I think it speaks a lot to too like my, you know my wife is like a total rock star in terms of just like helping to support and everything and like we were having dinner one night at the beginning of December and she's like, man, you just don't seem like you're having fun with this right now. Like, what, are you okay? Like what's going on? <laughs> and I was like, Oh, I just don't like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not like, I, I was like, you know, it's, there's so much going on. And I, I, you know, it, it's uh, and she's like, well, I think that you either need to like get some like people to help you or consider like taking a break or rethinking about it. And I, and I was like, yeah, that's, I mean, I just, I don't know. Like I just feel because it doesn't always feel like work when you're doing something that you love. And so, you know, you kind of, mm -hmm. you know, I didn't realize that I was like, and I was still doing a, a really heavy amount in like my corporate world job. And that's, that that's changed a lot too for the better. But, you know, so I would like work a whole day of work, you know, with that. Then I would like play with the kids and see my wife and stuff. And whenever we went to bed, I'd come downstairs and in my little studio and maybe two, three times a week, I would still do like a two or a three hour show online when I wasn't touring. Then I would do like an hour of follow-up work, you know, emailing people thank yous and blah, blah, blah. So I'm going to bed at like one o'clock in the morning, getting up again at like 7.30, working a whole, you know, and doing that five or six days a week. Like really, even when you don't realize you're like wearing yourself out like that you are. And I felt like, you know, I don't know, like, and I wasn't making time for myself either, mentally or physically. So I felt like I'd like gained a bunch of weight and I wasn't feeling good or motivated and blah, 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 blah. And so... At the end of the year, I was like, you know, I got to do like, I've got like, there's like several changes I have to make if I really want to do this. And um, so it's been a really good year of growth for me in that mm -hmm. way. You know, like learning how to say no to things and like blocking off time to not work on it and all those kind of things, you know? Yeah, that's what I was going to ask is what things that you found specifically have been working well for you. Because it, it seems to, from the outside looking in that it's been working well for you. Obviously yeah. you've had a lot of opportunities, but like, do you feel like now when you sit down at the dinner table with your wife, she's seeing 
the Philip that's fulfilled and taking care of himself along with everyone else? I I think so. Like I think I think that yeah, it's definitely much improved. Definitely much improved. And I think that maybe one of the, like there's like a couple of things that I've implemented. Like one is I never touch anything music related until like after 10 a.m. And so like what I do is like, you know, I'll get up and I make time to just exercise or go work out, like do something every day. Even if it's just like take a nice long walk and clear my mind and like meditate and think and everything, pray, whatever, just get out there and do that. And that's how I start my days. And that has helped immensely with both mentally and physically. And then, you know, like I, I just have learned, have to, had to learn how to say no to things too. So like when you're first starting out with something in that true entrepreneurial spirit, like you're almost saying yes to everything, every collaboration, every whatever it is. And so it's like this weird, like turning point where you, you still want to say yes to things and be excited about them, but you also have to learn how to say no sometimes and be like, Oh, like, no, I need help. Like I need, if I'm going to do that, I need to get help before I do that. You know? Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a weird kind of shift in, in how you, it's just part of growing stuff, but it's just that it, that was like a weird adjustment for me. But once I kind of got into the rhythm of it, I felt like it just helped me just immensely. Yeah. Do you think you had to take a step back to and realize like, I'm growing as a business and a brand. Like it's okay for me to invest in myself. Did that feel odd at first being like, I have music and I need help bringing on some kind of help. (laughs) If that makes sense. No, it it does. And especially because like, I've been like pretty fiercely independent. Like I've had Mm -hmm. some opportunities to do things, but like I really enjoyed like being able to have that leverage and I didn't feel rushed in that way. Yeah, but like in a, like you said, like in a way, you kind of almost have to like give yourself permission to be like, all right, like if we're gonna keep growing it, then I at mm-hmm. least like have to, you know, it's not feasible. Like the, you, like I stopped having time. Like I had terrible writer's block for like three months, mm-hmm. where I wasn't like writing stuff because I wasn't, I was doing, you know, every all the bookkeeping, all the social, blah 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 blah, and it's just like, you don't have time to to create, and and so. You had to give yourself permission for that. And I, like, honestly, a big turning point for me was right before I went out to America's Got Talent and when I came back. So like, not just like mentally too, but like since the day that I went and filmed that in March of this year, at the beginning of March. And like, since then to now, like I've like, I've lost about 50 pounds overall, which has been really like a grind, but like feels good, you know? And yeah. And then I've got like a process to so have somebody that will tour with me sometimes and uh, somebody who else with all the admin stuff, you know, PR help and things like that, where mm-hmm. it's just been life changing in terms of giving me time back to like still live, you know, yeah. to like live and take care of myself and like be with my family for real and everything, you know? Yeah. Well, a lot of times too, I think with entrepreneurship and being an independent artist and growing in that aspect too, is you start off with this passion. You're a musician and you start off and you're sharing yeah. your gift with everybody and you don't realize. I think when you first start all of the admin things that are going to add up later on, like you said, and completely almost take away from like the reason why you initially started anyways. <laughs> yeah. Are, are you like, you know, you start doing these like one-off things like, Oh, well, you know, well, if I just ship everything myself, then like I can save, <laughs> you know, whatever yeah. 5% or whatever it is. And then, well, mm-hmm. but if I do and do this myself and I try to do all my own PR and blah, blah, blah. But like all those, you know, you don't get more time in the day and you don't get more energy. You just, you just, 
it's like you can only like subdivide something so many times but the and a music analogy there's still only so many beats in the measure mm. i feel like that is a a good thing to kind of realize and that's the pain you do want to feel though as an entrepreneur because then you probably know like all right like i'm feeling this pain like if you have a few really busy days and then it kind of settles back down like that's one thing but when you are like constantly feeling like you're really burning the candle at both ends and you're running out of resources then you know okay like i can probably justify now like help it getting some you know assistance in this area or that area because it will help me to keep growing and it'll give me some time back you know mm-hmm. oh and i say time is everything like that is the most valuable thing that you yeah. can have it is worth the investment for sure yeah it is hot it is summer but you know what is coming soon and it comes so fast fall and that means back to school and all the hunts i don't know about you but i have been prepping for the hunts and getting back to school and just getting back into the flow of things and something that is crucial for that is having my favorite supplements and all my apparel on stock on hand and this includes mountain ops I personally have been loving the Mountain Ops Hydrate. This is advanced hydration. It's a little stick that you mix into water. They have incredible flavors like lemonade, a peach mango, I believe, and then a strawberry coconut. This just helps your hydration levels with potassium. It's less in sodium compared to other brands, if you know what I'm saying. Those ones that you can get at Costco, but like me. And it has low sugar, which is always a plus. I'm also recovering at night with my favorite, you know if you've been around here a while, that is my slumber. It is a drink that you mix together again in water, super easy. They make them in trail packs as well for backpacking and your hunts and you mix it into water. I love my sleepy cider. It's got a mix of magnesium, valerian root, and then melatonin. And this helps you fall into a nice, beautiful, deep sleep, honestly. I can sleep anywhere now, which is so rare. And I'm not worried about, you know, all the things like getting pulled out of a tent by a grizzly bear or just like, what's that sound? Or what do I need to do tomorrow? What's on the tap for tonight? la di da da All the things, if you have a racing mind like I do when it's time to lay down, this puts you into a nice, deep, beautiful sleep, helps recover your body. And also you wake up the next day feeling rejuvenated. There's none of that grogginess. There's nothing worse than trying to get good sleep and waking up groggy. That is besides the point, if you ask me. You know we love their apparel, their hoodies, their women's workout crops, and recently we've fallen in love with their socks. If you want to shop our favorites or anything at Mountain Ops, go to mountainops.com and use my code BRITT, B-R-I-T-T, for 20% off. I'm so excited that they gave our audience's code for the foreseeable future. That is Brit with two T's for 20% off your order. You know what else you love about this place is that with every order purchased, one mil is donated to a child in need. That's mountainops.com. Use our code Brit for 20% off. With that, do you find <laughs> that you go and take yourself on like creative artist dates or outings or somewhere that you kind of find like that zen you're saying, Obviously, since you've come back from America's Got Talent and you've kind of handed off certain tasks, you've been having the creativity flow to you, but are there certain things that you know work well for you? Like you said, maybe like meditating or prayer or working out or going somewhere specific, going yeah. back to West Virginia. 
Yeah, I, I always, I mean, I, like, going back home is always a, a huge thing for me. Like, we just did that. Oh, like, my brother got married a few weeks ago, so we we always do about a week at my parents' house in the summer. And, like, this time I didn't take, I didn't take, you know, anything to, like, record. I just literally, I maybe answered a couple of emails that whole week, but, like, I truly spent time just, like, floating in the river. And, like, you know, I would write some in my head or record ideas on voice memos and like some people think this is so odd, but like most of the time when I do these like four or five mile walks, most of the walk, I don't listen to anything. I just like, you know, I'll kind of like think out loud a lot, which is a nice way of saying I talk to myself, but I'll just try to like talk out <laughs> loud through stuff. That's how I think. And, or like I said, like, you know, I'll just try to focus and relax or pray or, or something just to like be, be there. And like, I get so many ideas like in that way where like i feel mentally refreshed so then when i come back and say all right like i've got these two or three things to do like i feel like i can really do it and so um like sometimes i'll even start listening to like a podcast or an e a book or something on that first 15 20 minutes i always end up taking the headphones out and i just like walk and that's what i'm that's a super important time for me because i like you said it, it, it you kind of have that like like a creative like date with yourself where you can be like all right like you know, there's no distractions right now. I can really think how I need to think about, you know, X, Y, or Z. Mm -hmm. Do you find yourself like kicking up the pace a little bit towards the end, like trying to get home so then you can like, you're feeling so inspired. It's like, <laughs> I need to get home and do this or like emailing yeah. yourself. Sometimes yeah. I'll do, cause walks are that way for me too, Philip. And sometimes I find myself like emailing myself, like, okay, this was a really good idea. Don't forget that. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I, I like notes and emails and like voice memos for me too. Like, cause I'll, I'll think of like a melody idea or a little hook or something. Mm -hmm. And I will like be like, Oh crap. I gotta, I want to make sure I don't like lose that in the ether. And then, uh, you know, and then also usually when I'm starting this walk, I, I mean, I'm a huge, like, I like to start every day with like, I love iced coffee, especially, but like coffee or any, whatever. So I usually have like a giant, like Dunkin' iced coffee or a Starbucks with a bunch of espresso in it. So like that by the time my walk is ending, I'm like, <laughs> I'm feeling energized from nature and the coffee. And then I'm like, yeah. oh, let's go. Let's get you. Like, cause I, I very, am like, I'm, you know, yeah. I'm like, I, uh, I don't need much motivation to like get after it. So like by the time I finish my walk, I'm like ready to like, all right, let's get, let's make it a good day. Mm -hmm. I love that. I think that's important. And finding like what works for you too. And it sounds like that's definitely what works is I always call it like my me time too, where I can like recenter myself before yeah. i go and jump into everything with everyone else i think that's like a good like like uh my wife and i've been married for a while you know and we always joke with each we've never been one of those couples that like needs to be together every second of the day like we love being together but 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 my wife also like she wants time to just like lay in her bed and like or lay in our bed and just like read you know and just like or whatever journal or I just want to go to Target by myself. All right, go do that. Let me, I'll take the kids or go out dinner with a friend. And so we are both big advocates of like, you know, time apart so that your time together is, you know, what it needs to be. You know, like yeah. you, you still need, at least how we are, we still need time for yourself just to like, you know, I don't know, whatever it is that you do, like just be there and be present and almost like a little gift to yourself to be like, all right, like, I'm going to take the time that I need to, to do whatever I need to do. Oh, a thousand percent. And I think that's such great advice too, when it comes to being in a relationship or, you know, just like thinking of whomever you're living with or you're spending a lot of time with is 
not only doing it for yourself, but also giving the person that you're with the grace to have that time for them as well. Like if something's important to them, like going for a walk or journaling or reading, whatever it may be, knowing that that's Mm -hmm. important for them and then also in return for you. Yeah. And like, I can't say it's never been difficult ever with like this whole journey. Like our theme, our family theme for 2023 is like, we're just figuring it out because now I'm like touring some and how, okay. What does it feel like to me? Like, okay, if I travel twice a month, do I feel, does that stress me out? If I travel, all those kind of things. And I, like, I was telling somebody else the other day, like, and this is year four of me now and trying to like revive this music thing and really make something happen with it. And so in all of that time, there's literally never been one time ever that I remember my wife telling me like, Hey, you know what? No, I don't want you to do that. No, don't go do that. She's always like, Oh yeah. Like, you know, go get it. And so like, I don't know. I don't know. And we have like three young kids, you know? So like that means the world to me, but, but I don't think if, if every time I left, somebody was like, ah, and I don't, I don't, I'm not gone all the time or anything, but you know what I'm saying? Like, I I think like Mm -hmm. having that little wind in your sails makes all the difference in the world. And then like, you know, and you're not keeping score with each other. So oh, yeah. not that this is like a relationship podcast, but it is a big part of this entrepreneurship <laughs> thing where it is, you know, you, you can't do it in a vacuum. Like you still have a family and a life and whether you're married or have a partner or whatever, you know, like it's important to like, you know, at least for us, like not to keep score and to support however you can. So like, you know, I'm back and like, there's at least two nights this week where my wife is going to, going to go have dinner with a friend and like, I'm like, I don't care when you like stay out as late as you, you know, take your time, talk, do whatever you guys do, you know, go to crumble after. I don't care. You know, just be, to, be with that like, because I feel like it's such a good balance for us where we can each take the time to do what we need to do. And we just try our best. It's not perfect, but we try our best to like, you know, support each other in that way, you know, and mm. I, and, and I don't, I try not to ever have the attitude. We'll like, well, you know, I'm, I'm a musician. I got to go out there and play a show. That's more important than whatever. You know, I, we don't ever try to approach it that way. So, um, for sure. Not to go on a relationship tangent, but that's, that's, nope. that's worked well for us. And that's been a lot. You just kind of learn it, you know, as you go. Oh yeah. So true. I think that's interesting too. Cause you guys are navigating like a new part of your career and your journey with it all. Mm-hmm. It sounds like with touring and everything that you have coming up, but I really love hearing your insight on that because there have been so many times where I talk to different entrepreneurs and we talk so much about like them themselves or their business. But I always love when people are in a relationship and they can see they're in, they've got a solid person behind them. It's so interesting to meet the yeah. spouses or hear about the spouses because in the end, a lot of like our driving factor and our why is not just for ourselves, but for the people that we take care of and we love. And so to hear how that you're navigating that just really hits home because there's so many different pieces of that that makes sense in my entrepreneur journey as well. Yeah. And I think, as you know, like it's, you know, there's a lot of risk sometimes involved where, you know, where you're like, okay, well I'm going to, you know, I'm going to go, whatever. I'm going to go to this, this thing. And I'm going to, I know like, it's not like a huge paying thing, but I, I feel like I need to go to this writer's conference or whatever. I need to go to this blah, 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 blah. And I know I'm going to have to invest in that a little bit. And when you can have somebody that will, that will one, be honest with you and give you honest feedback. And then mm-hmm. two, at the end of you know the day, trust you in that, in your decision-making like that is so uh, life giving, you know, to be able to, to have that because I, I, I heard somebody give a talk one time 
back in my corporate world days and they were talking and it never made sense to me until i was doing something i actually enjoyed but like they're talking about it this talk was called like entrepreneurship is a team sport kind of a situation and you know this is like years later and i'm like oh my gosh like so much of that stuff was resonating with me now that i was doing it you know on my own so big believer totally yeah i agree because i'm sure when you think of like team philip bowen it's not just it may be your name but it's not just you when you think of the team behind you, like your wife and your kids Yeah. without that support. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you, you know, I, I've never needed her to even, even though I know my wife's my biggest fan, like I never need her to be the one that's like posting something about every show I do and all the pictures, like, she, you know, like she knows all that. Like I, you know, she needs me to be, you know, Philip who she mm-hmm. married and like husband and dad. And I need her to be Jamie. And so like, so for us, like, we just try to keep that. Even those, like, weird moments, if we're all in the airport, we're just trying to get our kids' luggage through the gate, and stuff is like, oh, can I get a picture? Like, she just will, like, laugh and, like, walk away with all the kids, and I'll be like, oh, I'll catch up with you in one second. You know, it's just, um, <laughs> those are weird things that you would never, like, I never imagined, you know, that would even happen. And so, like, like I said, there's so much adjustment that comes with some of that, you know, and you just try to, mm-hmm. I just try to, I don't know. I, I try to be gracious because, like, I... But like I, it wasn't five years ago that I would play like a three hour gig in a coffee shop, you know, for seven or eight dollars in tips and a scone and nobody cared what I was doing and nobody cared about any of my songs. And so like when people spend their hard earned money to come and see you or they want a picture, like it just it means the world to me. I try to never take it for granted, but it, it is an adjustment. Like, you know, when people start looking at their phone, they look at you. And you're trying to do, they're trying to decide if they're going to come over and say hey or not. Like it's a, yeah. it's a weird, um, it's a weird thing. But I'm super thankful for what. However, this happens for me, I'm just thankful that it's been, it's still going. So I'll, I'll take it. I have a feeling it's going to keep going strong, Philip. That's for sure. We kind of hit on <laughs> your writing and recording new music. You've been doing this for your album's about to come out in August, correct? Yeah, August, uh, August 18th. The whole album dropped. Wow. And this so is, I'm is this your first album yeah. you've had singles before? Yeah, this is my very first like full length body of work. So it's 13 songs and uh, definitely have an appreciation for the amount of work it takes to do a whole like for real album in a studio versus like one single. So it's been, that's been a cool learning experience too, but this is my first one kind of front to back for sure. Are you still in Michigan? Yes. Yes. I'm still in Michigan. Um, kind of like in line with what we were talking about earlier, you know, my kids are all, my oldest child is nine right now. And so we have two kids mm-hmm. in school, one about to go into preschool. And so, you know, for, for us, it's kind of like, you know, I'll, I don't mind being the one, like I'll travel when I need to travel, at least for now. Um, you know, I, I personally, I really hate the winter, so I'd much rather live somewhere a little bit more towards the South or warmer, but right now. Like, our kids are super ingrained in their school. My wife's got a really great circle of close friends. Like, we love our church we go to, all that kind of stuff. So, right now, we don't want to do the thing where we, like, move and move and move. So, if it ever makes sense, we would definitely do it. But right now, like, kind of figuring it out is, like, I don't mind being the one to travel. I'll be inconvenienced. I'll take the time, do what I need to do. And they can have the stability. And then if it ever makes sense, we'll do, like, one big you know, shift is kind of how we're trying to think about it. But so yeah, right now Detroit area is kind of my home base. And I, I've really been like kind of traveling all over depending on the shows and all that kind of stuff. So did you have to, were you able to record your album 
in Detroit or did you have to go down to like Nashville or how did that process go? Cause you said it was quite the process itself. Yeah. So I, it was very important to me because of where I'm from and I know what it means to the region, you know, in terms of like supporting small business and stuff is I was very close to pulling the trigger on like a Nashville studio thing. And then I had met somebody through my friend, Charles, uh, who did the song Okinawa with me. And he had the guy he had written with before and recorded him named Zach. Um, and so Zach McCord. And so we met through all of that. And I did some session work and I was like, you know what? I'm going to do, I want to do this entire album in West Virginia as much as I can using talent from Appalachia as like the session players and the artwork. And so besides two songs that were kind of already done in, like one was done in New York, one was done here in Detroit, everything else, all the other 11 were done uh, in West Virginia. And then like all the artwork, all the graphic design, that was all done using West Virginia small business. So that was a little more legwork to kind of go back and forth and get all that organized. But to me, like it has been so worth it um, because it just means a lot to me. And, and I wanted to support my home area. So that's was all done there as much as humanly possible. And so that was like maybe two or three like several day trips through the actual recording and then lots of logistics back and forth to do like the prints and the artwork and all that kind of stuff. I love hearing that because it's like an album itself is such a story and it tells such a story, but then mm -hmm. the yeah. album making it itself is another story in itself, which is pretty cool to hear that mm -hmm. and that you're supporting locals and I'm sure, you know, people that are just trying to make it and make it yeah. work. Yeah, you know, it's and like there's like we I definitely like vibe with that. In fact, like the the banners that are behind me, the almost heaven one, like somebody had sent that to me as a gift the first year I was doing this, and I had no idea who made it. Whatever. So this is like maybe a year into it, I get a message from this company called Hippie's Daughter, and her name is Elizabeth. She is a small business in Charleston, West Virginia, and she's like, Oh my gosh, I want to thank you for always using my flag. I was like, Oh, I didn't know that was your flag. And so then, like, I got this beautiful, like, little custom behind me. And so, you know, I'd love to support her and, like, the company that designed these beautiful prints I made. They're in Charleston and Kinship Goods made some other stuff. So, like, and I knew these people personally through one way or another. And so, like, one of the biggest joys of having some small measure of success in all of this is that you can get put in these positions where you have an opportunity to help somebody else that you really believe in that maybe has helped you at some point or whatever. So mm -hmm. I, that brings me a ton of joy being able to be in that position to be like, Oh, like let's, you know, instead of just being like, let's work together sometime and then never following up. Like we can, no, we can actually do this. Like I have meaningful work for you to do and like we could support each other. And that is like just, uh, it is the coolest it is the coolest experience. That is cool. It kind of reminds me of like the pay it forward too. Was there a moment, is there like a specific moment mm -hmm. that you can think of where someone maybe was up a little bit higher than you are now and they gave you a little bit of that, Yeah. like maybe using your song on TikTok or something have, like that, that just really helped propel forward? Yeah. I mean, I have several instances of this, like Noah Khan is a really popular artist. He's blowing up. He's just, he's an amazing person. And I, at this, at the time that this happened, I had less than 5,000 followers on TikTok and, and on Instagram. And Noah somehow saw one of my videos and like duetted it, which was important. And then he commented on the video, oh my gosh, like, I love what you do. I'd love to use you on my album sometime. And I was like, oh, that's nice. 
you know, people yeah. say stuff to you all the time, especially at the beginning. You're like, oh my gosh. And, you know, six or seven months goes by. I get an email. He said, hey, this is Noah. Can we talk? And he, like, I mean, not only did he support me publicly on his very big account, like, I, if you look on his album credits for Stick Season, which is like a huge album, like, I got to play strings on two songs on that album through like a major record label. And that was all because somebody showed me some kindness. And I have so many stories like that where people have, you know, reached out to me and just believed in what I was doing for whatever reason. And, um, you know, it's just, it's a really, I don't know. It's a really beautiful thing because, you know, as, when you're doing the entrepreneurship thing and you're trying to build something, you go through like a lot of, a lot of like valleys, like deep valleys, you know? And then you're yeah. like, oh, I just don't know how I can do this. And then, you know, for me at least, there's never been a time where like I haven't had somebody reach down and pull me up a little bit more, a little bit more. Mm. And then, you know, that is just like the biggest blessing to see it. And it's people from all different like walks and stuff like that where maybe I would have never thought to connect with this person in that way. And it's just, uh, it's been a really beautiful thing to see it kind of come to life in that way. It really is that and that is when like sometimes I have a hard time with social media but then when you look at the bigger picture of things like yeah. that those kind of connections that we've like wouldn't have never made that's that's truly like a big beautiful mm -hmm. part of actually being social on social media you know like, oh, we talked about CWG a minute ago Charles Wesley Goblin I met him through our West Virginia connection on social media and we kind of connected on there back and forth back and forth back and forth and then he got this situation where he was opening for Zach Bryan all over the country. And he's like, hey, I think I'm going to be in Detroit when you're in Detroit. You should come to the theater and we will all meet each other and we'll record a video and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, oh, that's so nice. I'll do that. And like rolled out the red carpet, just was super accommodating. And through that conversation, I'll, he's like, hey, do you have any songs about home? I was like, oh, totally. I got one I never did anything with. Not sure if it's got legs or not. And um so I played him Old Kanoa. I sent him a demo of it. And he's like, I would love to sing on this. Are you serious? I was like, yeah, I would love for you to do it. And so all that through like blah, 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 blah. And so as much bad that can happen on social media, and it is frustrating sometimes, I've had a lot of like really amazing things happen through those channels to just give me opportunities. And so to be able, in a small way, to be able to help other people with that or like, I do that sometimes. Like, I'll see somebody's song. I'm like, oh, man, I'm going to play over this song and just put it on my page because I, I love the song, you know? And then I met so many artists through that kind of thing. So it's it's been cool to see. Yeah, that is cool. You're definitely, like, an inspiring story when it comes to that and the good in social media. You have mentioned that, like, we've obviously talked about you writing your music and recording, and you've mentioned a couple times the song Old Kanawa. Is that correct? Did I say that correctly? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you got if, if you want to like, if you want if you want to sound real slick, if you ever go to Appalachia, you can just okay. say Old Canal, Old Canal, and they'll be like, oh yeah, she knows what the fuck. Old Canal, <laughs> like, they think I'm from there. Okay, yeah. Good. Oh yeah, Old Canal. Yeah. Old Kanawha. Some people say Kanawha, like Kanawha, like that little. Okay. But oh, we're at, like the place I, I grew up saying like old, like Canal, Canal is how you. Say Old Canal. Okay. Old Canal. Well, yeah. now I feel like I've learned. Yeah. <laughs> But I, this you song is one, it. I nailed it. Perfect. This is a song that I know specifically for our audience, just being the outdoor lovers, the enthusiasts, being one with nature, um, you know, the good old country boy and girl. This was a song that like, mm -hmm. when I listened to it, I knew that 
our audience would connect with it because in some way they have a version of their old Kana. Somebody's got yeah. a place that reminds them just of that. Um, do you mind if I read some of the lyrics just to kind of give them a little bit of a, a tease sure. of it? And so this is kind of where yeah, I was thinking fair. a lot of people can relate to this. It says, well, there's a new and there's the golly, but there's, but they're a little too rough. The green briar and the holly, but they ain't deep enough. But there's a place in the valley that runs wild, wide and free. She's the mighty old Kanaw and she is home to me. And I encourage everybody to go and download this song from Philip Owen because so many of us, when we hear this song, we have a place that's our old Kanaw and a home to me. Ah, it's so sweet. That it sounds like from what you've told me, that is truly your home, your place. It's a real life place, as I just learned how to pronounce it. Yeah. Where does that all stem from? It's like, um, it's like, uh, like if you were to walk out my back door of the house that I grew up in, you could take, you know, ten yards max, and you're like on the river, and that's a big, wide river. And Fat's like, I wish I could like. Maybe I could do it while we're talking here, but like I'll send you a picture of like my like where I grew up, and um, it's so it's so interesting because, like, like there's so much of life that circles around the river, and and as your audience will relate to this too. Like I, uh, I think people that live in these type of places really relate to this, where like mm -hmm. um, you know the the outdoors and the environment that I grew up in West Virginia is very much there's a sense of place there. Like we love our mountains, we love the land we have a lot of respect for the land because it's like part of us you know and so mm -hmm. the goal with the song was to make that connection of like okay i want whoever listens to this even if they've never heard of canal they don't know how to say the word doesn't matter like i yeah, want them to me. feel like this song should remind them of home wherever home is you know that's mm -hmm. what i that's what i wanted and uh i have been so blown away by the response to that because um i've got a really good story with this song in terms of like keeping going when you hear bad news in that this is in 20 i wrote this song in 2020 when i was stuck you know locked up like everybody else and i couldn't i was missing home and i was really just getting started there's a youtube video out, uh, of me out there after i first wrote it of like singing it in my and in like an extra bedroom which is where i used to do music at and um and i had got invited by like a Nashville institution to submit this song to them um, because they were interested in it. I was like, oh my gosh, this is gonna be life-changing. Can't believe it, unbelievable. Mm -hmm. And I got this, it's it's hanging up in my studio still. I got this, this review back from this person and they invited me to do this just to send this to me. And I mean, it is like the worst. It is this like, you know, nobody cares about this kind of music anymore. What is Kanawha? You know, this sounds like, you know, it does, what does this even mean? Blah, blah, blah. I've heard this a million times before. It's not, it doesn't, it, and then like, it ends with like, listen, the last sentence it says, uh, to be honest with you, this song has zero commercial potential. Maybe save it for home rehearsal is what the last line of the letter says. And so that's a time when I almost quit as well. I was like, oh my gosh, this is, I thought I, I thought I wrote a good song. This sucks, you know? And then I slept on it and I never touched it again. I didn't touch that wow. song for like three years. And then I played it for um, Charles and he's like, dude, this is dope. And I was like, really? He's like, oh man, like <laughs> this is great. And it ends up being the title song 
to my track. I don't say this in a cringy way, but that song's been out like a month, and it had already has over half a million streams. And and so like, it's just and music is so subjective. I don't think that was like anything nefarious on this person's part, but that's like one of those examples of like getting dealt like a very low blow by somebody and feeling like you're like, oh man, I don't know. This this may not even work. This is a bad idea. But then like it's a cool full circle moment to see it mean so much to so many people because um like that song sat on the shelf like unheard and untouched for like three years and I was ready to throw it in the trash. And then it has new life. And it's it just does. It, it has and that song has changed my whole life. So like it's just nuts to think about it in that way. Wow. Thank you for sharing that story. That is like that is one to stick to, too, <laughs> when you're feeling like a little down about something or just someone's one opinion. Yeah. How it's just one person's mm -hmm. opinion, too. Be honest with yourself. How old's your cooler? Or like, do you even have a cooler? <laughs> a good cooler? Like a cool cooler? You know what I mean? I have tried all the coolers on the market. We, I think, have one in every flavor, if you will. And there was one that stood out to me. And I have to say, I am glad I tried this one out. Because if you're like me, I was sick of lugging one around. One that wasn't holding ice. And one that I had to dig to the bottom of the damn cooler to get what I was looking for. Like, there's nothing worse than pulling out soggy something that did not need to be at the bottom of said cooler. I found a cooler with organization. And that is lightweight so lightweight in fact this weekend i'm gonna be throwing it into the lake with me so i can keep my seltzers nice and cold the water's cold for the kids snacks organized and float in the lake with me yep it floats oh and did you hear the part about the organization yes it organizes it has a divider this is like right up your ocd alley but also super practical it has a divider so you can keep your drinks, your snacks divided and you know exactly where everything is and it has a snack rack. You know I'm here for a snack rack. That way you know exactly where your yogurts, your string cheeses are, your cheese for your sandwiches and the lid, it flips. So you can either have it to where it's the plain lid up front where it's got like the measuring stick or flip it over. Guess what? That boy, boy has a little snack area where you can put like a charcuterie board if you wanted and four cup holders, which makes it super nice when you're flowing on the lake or just sitting at camp and you want somewhere to put your drink. If you want to check out this cooler that I'm talking about, it is Rugged Road Coolers. You can go to ruggedroadoutdoors.com forward slash long to check out all the different sizes of these Rugged Road Coolers. I have to say, I was truly blown away by these. They are, in fact, lightweight, floatable. They have floatability. The lid flips easily and I'm obsessed with the carrying handles. If you know, you know. It makes it so much easier to have either a big sturdy handle or a rope handle to carry with. And like I said, that divider is a game changer, especially when it comes to camping or having it in the back of your vehicle when it comes time for reaching for snacks or drinks. You know where things are and you're not digging for it, getting something soggy and ruining the trip if you will. Again, if you need to upgrade your cooler, go to ruggedroadoutdoors.com forward slash long, and this will get you 10% off your next amazing, lightweight, organized cooler. Again, that's ruggedroadoutdoors.com forward slash L-O-N-G for 10% off your next cooler.
but I'm I'm honestly really yeah. excited to see what comes about with Old Kana because like I said, when I listen to it, it's like I can think of where's my home? Where's my Old Kana? Where do I sit and think of watching the fireworks on the 4th of July, like you say? And I think it would be really neat to be able to see kind of everyone's little versions of their Old Kana. Yeah, I mean, honestly, and that like that legitimately means the world to me, like because that that is definitely why, you know, I do what I do, and I um, I love that. So thank you for saying that because I I love that it reminds you of uh, of home. You know, I think that's the best. <laughs> Excited when I heard that song because obviously there's so many great songs that you have out there, but that was just one that I was like, oh, my audience, my audience is gonna <laughs> feel this because. You paint that picture so beautifully. So thank you for letting me share a couple sentences out of that. It's hard not to like sing because I've listened to it so much now to like <laughs> not sing to it when I read <laughs> that. But I am definitely I, not going to do like, that because I won't do it justice. I'm about to send you. I'm going to send you a picture right quick so you can like see like like you oh, can yeah. have a you can have a visual of like of this is, is like literally my backyard where I grew up. I'm going to email it to you in just like one second here. Yeah. Um, oh, but yeah, like it. it's, um, like whenever, whenever I t take people to West Virginia, okay. Mm -hmm. So I just sent it. So you should get it in just a hot second here. Okay. Um, whenever I take people to West Virginia, they'll be like, oh my gosh, like, I didn't even know this existed. So when you get this picture in a hot sec, like that mm -hmm. is the canal river. And that is literally, if you walked out of my parents' how backyard and they have a pontoon and we got on the river and you take, and you turn left, like that is the view down the river that was my backyard growing up and and i didn't even really appreciate it until you know i went to college and i started missing it so. oh my goodness yes wow and it is so wide and green and lush it's huge yeah it's wide and green and lush and so i know your audience will appreciate that because like that is like definitely the vibe in the part of the state that i grew up in is that people just like want to be outside you know on the river in the mm -hmm. mountains and just kind of enjoying that enjoying that mm -hmm. like true sense of home do you guys is it like for us especially like when being in utah specifically it's so cold during the winters and so then when like summer hits and everyone like everyone is hitting <laughs> the lakes and hitting the rivers like live it up yeah. is it similar to that 100 okay yeah yeah now i know I we probably like don't that. get our winters as harsh as you might in utah but mm -hmm. like they definitely like live it up. Like people just want to be outside all the time. And if, in fact, I was, I played, I played at a conference towards the end of last year that was at this like ski resort outside of Salt Lake city. And that mm -hmm. was my first time in a long time in Utah, like way up in the mountains. And it was so pretty. I was like, Oh man, like it did make me feel a lot like home. Cause it's just gorgeous. And it's like, it, it was right. It's kind of close to where the university of Utah is like, like where okay. I walked into their stadium just for fun. And like, the backdrop is unbelievable. I was like, oh my yeah. gosh, this is amazing. <laughs> yeah, it is. I do. I look like right out my bay window. That's why we like resituated my office desk so I can look out my bay window because I have quite the view of the mountains and it's just, it helps me when I'm, you know, plugging yeah. away on the computers all day to kind of look up every once in a while. And like, sometimes you're <laughs> just like, damn, you forget how, <laughs> how lucky we are with the yeah. scenery that, I know. that you're given. And it's no offense to, uh, you know, no offense to Michigan. Like the part of the part of Michigan I live in is not scenic at all. And like, it's so flat. And so like, I, I have never, never really felt like, uh, like a, a home quote unquote connection to Michigan because it's like, 
it's it's just culturally so different from like where I grew up too. Like you know, I grew up in the take it slow, very friendly south. Like Detroit is like super fast paced, and it's cool in a lot of ways, but like it's not remotely similar to where I grew up, not at all. So, um, you know, I I I don't have that kind of attachment. Like I could leave here tomorrow and be like, okay, like you know, I miss people that are here, but like I wouldn't miss the place necessarily. But mm. I go back to West Virginia as often as I can. Mm. That's good, though. Then you can get kind of like two different, I would say, like outlooks on life and a style of life, which maybe helps with your writing as well. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it, like it helps with the writing side um, like so much because you like obviously I write a lot about nature and everything and blah, blah, blah. But like that's that's most it's all pretty much inspired from from that, like when I'm there or like thinking about there we've talked about you getting like your creative blocks and but now you're starting to kind of feel like get a rhythm for like your new normal for yeah. now. What is it like to sit down and write a song? Like, is it the same process every time or is it creative and just hurry and do it? Or is it a little bit of both? Yeah. I mean, sometimes you get this like very special rare bird of a gift where like you'll start sitting down to talk about or write about an idea and it will just come to you so fast. Like there's been a couple songs where the whole song, most of it came to me in like 30 minutes. It's just really rare. But like most of the time I start off with like a general idea and then I try to start singing it a bunch of different ways and I'll just like start singing gibberish all around it. So for me, like the way my brain works is I'm I, like writing the music part of it comes a little more naturally to me. So I typically will start building like a rough melody first and then I kind of fill in uh this general idea or the hook or whatever it is and I try to like build around that so that's okay but most of the time it's like a a building block process over over a length of time Mm -hmm. is that something that you always could do or did you learn to write songs I don't know if that makes sense it no it does it does make sense like I heard um Oh man, I'm trying to remember who, which I was watching a TED talk or something one time and the, this guy was like, I'm going to give you an example, like who in the audience might be a songwriter. So he starts like kind of playing this little beat on his chair mm-hmm. and he was like, Hey, all right. So if you were hearing like a little melody in your head while I was doing that or try and like whatever, then you probably like could be a songwriter. If all you were hearing was like me hammering on the chair, then you maybe you probably aren't, you know? And I think that's, a, was a good, simple analogy of like, I've always like my wife used to tease me when we were dating, like the the little like some kind of like turn signal sound would go on in the car, and yeah. I start like kind of humming with it or like harmonizing with the car beep, and she's like, "What are you doing?" I was like, "Oh, that sounds like a little melody to me or something," you know. So um, yeah, it's always been a big part of my life for sure. <laughs> Got it. That's so cool. Uh, I know, like <laughs> as I listen to your music and I see you perform, I think that's one of the biggest things. Obviously you've captured the attention of millions through your performing. You're such a genuine performer and songwriter, but it sounds like it's been a bit of a journey for you to get to like the true you and like in your music. Do you have tips for people trying to figure out kind of coming home to themselves and being genuine to them? Yeah. You know, my number one thing I probably have learned through all of this is that that like, there honestly is no substitute for authenticity, Like, there's just not. And so, you know, somebody who was kind of mentoring me very early on in this process was like, you know, the best thing that you have going for you 
is that you are you and you're the only one of you so like don't try to like tuck that away try to embrace that and that doesn't mean that like you don't emulate others that are successful or try things that are proven to work but like you just you cannot lose yourself like that is the most a valuable commodity that you have is that you as your uniqueness and so kind of like piggybacking on that like i had somebody tell me once that you know specific to music but like yeah there's somebody out there waiting for that song to be their favorite song but you have to take it to them you know and so like it's not that you have to be working all the time but there is no substitute for the work and it's so easy to see something that somebody else is doing and be like oh man like that seemed easy for them or that probably just came to them but like really maybe that maybe that happens once in a, a million years like a lottery ticket but for the most part you know people will ask me oh, i'll bet you feel so lucky that you got to do this or got to do that i'm like well kind of but not really like this is like year four of me this is like thousands and thousands of hours of performing and like building it one follower at a time and so sometimes when it when it gets to a certain size it looks easy to people but mm -hmm they are maybe not seeing it through the, the long lens of the time that it took to get there. So that's my two best pieces of advice for anybody is like, do not lose your authentic self through what, whatever it is that you're doing, because that's your biggest, you know, whatever commodity. And then two is that like, try to ground yourself and that there, there's really not a substitute for the work. So, you know, on the hard days, you just have to realize that like, okay, it's just one more step. It's one more step. And if you can keep going, then, you know, It'll, it'll, uh, you know, the day that you, what, what are the, how's it, I forgot how that goes, but like, yeah, the, the day you plant the seed is not the day that you eat the fruit. So you just got to give it mm. time. So true. So true. And that's, you know, a good point to raise too, is just the last time you were on, we went through and like, we really dissected your story and how, I mean, you were introduced at four years old to playing the violin, but I always look at yeah. too, it's kind of funny. Like when I plant my garden every year. I'm always like waiting, you know, like, is it going to come yeah. today? Checking it every like, day. The next day, is it there? And then, you know, a couple months later, yep. I keep watering it and showing up. And then the next thing I know, I'm reaping the fruits of my labor. And I always look at that when it comes to like chasing your dreams, entrepreneurship, being an artist. It's like, if you mm -hmm. just keep showing up like you would for your garden X amount of times, then it'll pay off. <laughs> It, it is like a series of like very small wins, you know, mm. for a long time. <laughs> and then every now and then you might get like, a, every now and then you might get like a big win. Oh, that's cool. And then like, you know, it's just like, okay, little, 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 little. And then, so, okay. So admittedly, maybe the last you know, year, m those wins have like looked a little bigger for me, but like, like I said, there's a long tail on that. So, mm -hmm. you know, it's just, it's just, it's, it's just like, it's just, um, I'm so thankful for all of it, but like I, you know, I used to spend, um, after every live show I do online, I would spend an hour or two and every single person that sent me a tip or whatever, I'd send them a thank you email and be like, okay, here's how you can find my stuff. Thank you so much for supporting. And it's little things like that, that like pay off over time, but they don't pay off right away. So you just have to keep at it is the main thing, you know? Yeah. Which everybody yeah. gets sick of hearing, but it's, 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 uh, it's said so much because it's true. <laughs> yeah, no kidding, huh? I think you even said you had a post-it note last time we talked on your monitor or something that said mm -hmm. create one piece of music every day or something. 
yeah, and it's definitely it's, paid it's off. Still back there. It's, it says create every day, create every day, seeing it, create every day, even if it's something small, and watch what happens. Mm-hmm. Is what it says. And yeah. Uh, yeah, and just just little just little things over and over. All those little things add up, which it has definitely, like you said, over this last year, as everybody's kind of heard us mention, you were a current contestant or are actually a current contestant mm-hmm. on America's Got Talent. And um, you're returning to the show August 20th. Is that what I've heard? So, so I don't have a firm date yet, but it, okay. so here's the deal. Like the, the live, the live semifinals, I think the first one of those is on August 22nd and there are five okay. of those. So oh, like okay. basically um, I'm kind of like waiting to find out like what my exact like appearance date will be. I should know that very soon. So it's very probable by the time this episode drops that I will have that firm date. Um, but um, it'll be sometime you know, in that range of the, that like month or so like, starting August 22nd, like I will have a, t- so like the live shows are on Tuesdays. Then people have like 24 hours to vote and they have like a live result show on the Wednesday. So for honestly, for me, just getting to do it again and be on national television again is a huge win as an independent artist. So for me, oh yeah, I mean, yeah, it's great if I get votes and I keep going, but like, man, just doing it again and getting that airtime on mm-hmm. national television is, is priceless. Where did that all start? Like, did you just, has it something you've always wanted to do or did they approach you? I thought about doing it last year in 2022. And then right around that same time I had just got offered to come do the bluebird. And so, and this was like maybe a few hours before I was thinking about (laughs) the the AGT thing. And it's not like when, uh, especially for your first time, you know, it's like the Bluebird calls and I said, hey, could you do one of these five dates? They say, this is your date uh, if you want it. And so it's not like they say, like, hey, if you can't make it, we'll find something else. Like, it's like this. <laughs> are you coming or not? So I, there's no way I was going to say no to that because I had been dreaming yeah. about that forever. And so it just didn't work out. And so this year, I kind of came around again and through a series of a few different things. I was like, all right, cool. This makes sense. Let's try to make it happen. And so I'm so glad I did because I had had a year of like a ton of stage time that I didn't have in 2022. And so I think that things probably happen when they're supposed to, because I felt so much more comfortable in that big setting with like the cameras and the lights, Mm -hmm. you know, even from a year before that. So yeah, I'm glad it happened this year versus like when I, when I almost did last year. I always love looking back on things and being like, Oh, that's why (laughs) that's how it was supposed to work Mm -hmm. out. And I was going to ask if you were nervous because it's funny. I rewatched your, I don't know if you call it an audition when you played system of downs chop suey yeah, yeah. for them. Um, but I rewatched that again this morning and like, I start getting, I'm like, I know the outcome of it, but it's like, I get excited for you and chills all over again, which the fact that you did chop suey, which was like the first song I saw you do on TikTok, I had me being like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wanted something to do something so different. Oh, it was awesome. <laughs> but yeah, I was wondering if you were yeah. nervous. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. I I um I was a I was a little I always have a little healthy nerves right before mm-hmm. I play. Like for me it was like the anticipation of just wanting to go do it at that point because I've been out there several days already and I was like, all right, like you know, I was mm-hmm. honestly a little more nervous the day before um at the like your dress rehearsal sound check because instead of the um 
instead of the judges, it's the executives from the network are there, like taking notes and blah blah blah, and they're all very serious and at least when it's happening. So it's very like okay. And I was and I saw a couple people get very nervous for their sound checks and I was like, Alright, I'm just gonna be but then I, I was like, I'm gonna be fine. You know, I was I was so excited to do it. And so for me typically when I play as soon as I play the first note, it's like I blink and it's over. Like mm -hmm. I feel very comfortable. It gives me a lot of life to do it. And I don't, there's gotta be a science to this, but there's something like when you are playing in front of a large group of people, there's like definitely a moment that you can, you can physically feel that you have the audience, that you've got them. So like, I knew I had at least the, I don't know about the judges, but I knew I had the audience. And so I was mm -hmm. like, okay, this feels really good. Yeah, and then my hat started to fall off. So I was like, oh, well, you know, I was like, I got to get this thing's going to either, it's going to get stuck in my strings. So I got to get rid of it. So I like just jerked my head forward. And I had this thought of like, what if I kick it, you know? So I'm so glad I didn't swing and miss because that, that ended up being <laughs> fun. And um, I was like, oh, shoot, like, what am I going to do? So it was just good. But as soon as I finished, like, you couldn't see this on TV. But like before I even hit the last note, Simon was already like standing up. So I was like, oh, this, hell yeah, yeah. Like, this is good. I feel really good about this. Oh, it was, that's so cool to hear the play-by-play -play of, like, your thought pattern, too. As people, they can <laughs> yeah, go back and yeah. watch it, Google it, and to kind of see your thought yeah. pattern. Because, yeah, I was like, yeah, he kicked that hat, like, <laughs> you know? Yeah, that, so. that was not planned. That was not planned. I was like, oh, I got to get rid of this thing. But, like, that's, like, the showmanship part. I was like, wouldn't it look so mm -hmm. rad, though, if I was able to kick it and, and get it off the stage? So, like, I was trying to drop kick it like a football almost when I, when I lost it on my head. And then, like, um, like afterwards, everybody on the production staff was like, that is how you do it. Thank like, that's right. Like, you know, like, the worst thing you can do is stop. And so mm -hmm. I think they liked that a lot, that you can, like, encounter something like that and just keep going and, like, make it part of your act so it looks kind of natural. Oh, yeah. It looked awesome. You were just rocking out. And the fact that you're, like, Thank having you. these <laughs> thoughts as your fingers are, like, as your, it just, it blows my mind. Mm -hmm. That's so cool. I had, I had lots of, because you know, I had practice in a bunch. Yeah, that's good. And it was pretty fun to like rewatching your mom too. Like, and as a mom oh too, yeah. watching it again this morning, because I knew like your outcome and I knew your performance. I'd seen that, but then kind of watching it as a mom from your mom's perspective hit me a whole different level watching her watch you. <laughs> And then also like her connection with Simon just me too. made me giggle. So you did amazing. <laughs> well, yeah, thank you. And I, I was trying like not to look at my mom because like, you know, they put them right up in the front where I could see him super easily. <laughs> and so I was like, okay. And I was like, and that whole t entire thing, like that during the discussion part of it, right before I played, like I did not prepare any of that. I was just like, you know, I, cause I wanted to just have a good conversation with them and like have fun. And, mm -hmm. and, um, I had no idea that the person I referenced was, was uh, Howie's cousin. So that like worked out kind of nice. And my, listen, my dad has not shut up about this Heidi Klum hug. He still talks about <laughs> like every day. He like, we're like, dad, all right, take it easy. We got it. We got it. But um, they were honestly, it, they were all so nice. Like Sophia was the cool, they were, all were like, like after the cameras cut off, like they took my parents backstage to meet. I mean, it was so, they oh, were wow. over the top accommodating and kind like i had the best experience like i honestly 
I could not have had a better experience. Everybody on the whole production staff was so wonderful and just took so much time to make sure you're feeling comfortable and like welcome my family. And it was really, really a cool, a cool thing. That's amazing to hear, especially it, it makes you that much more excited to go back and perform and, and be a part of it when they're so accommodating and loving towards your family, your biggest supporters in the end. Mm -hmm. I made lots of good relationships. You know, that was like the West Virginia and me. Like I was talking to like, by the end of the week, I was like, I knew the caterer by their first name, like all the pages. Like I was like, oh, what's up, Don? You know, whatever. So like, I was just like, I was trying to just like have the most fun and enjoy. Like, cause so many people told me that like, I'll try to like not get so busy that you don't enjoy the experience. Cause it's like such a rare thing to do. And so that was kind of my mindset the whole week is I just was trying to like enjoy the moment and like, okay, this is how many people get to do this. This is cool. So I was just trying to like enjoy each little thing that I encountered. That's so smart. Soak it up. And now you get to go back. I get to go back. I'm so pumped too. I think it's going to be like this time. It's so much more of a production. You get to do like wardrobe and stuff and all the, all like the oh, cringy cool. Hollywood stuff. You get to do it all. And I'm so excited for it. <laughs> it's going to be so fun. I'm so excited for I'm like, you. I'm so amped to go back. <laughs> it's like the inner like theater kid, like your high school self would have like died to be oh, totally. able to play and do all that stuff. And now here yeah, you it's, are. It's like, yeah, that wasn't me. When can everybody, you said in August. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know the exact date yet, but it will be sometime okay. on or after August 22nd is when the live shows start. And then if I get the votes, then I can go back again and do it one more time for the final finals. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously as soon as I have the date or I'm allowed, I, I should say it this way. As soon as I'm allowed to say my specific date, I will post yeah. the heck out of it so people can, can see it. Perfect know that like all of reckoning is rooting for you that's for sure appreciate it yeah like when when this came up to talk to you again i was like oh my gosh like we must because like i um i i definitely especially like last year like i appreciate you taking the time to talk to me and everything like i don't ever take those things for granted so i absolutely appreciate you uh sharing my stuff with your uh with your audience well, thank you. That means a lot. Cause like you said, I, I feel like you're, you know, the person that's willing to, um, help out and take the time and you're at this space and I'm over here. And so to see your name pop up again, because you are definitely, I have to tell you, it was probably, which is so bizarre actually, now that I think about it, you were in March doing your AGT stuff and I in March was mm-hmm. on a plane and I was going through my old episodes and I was trying to, you know how it is, like you were talking about being one man show mm-hmm. kind of at some points, grabbing certain things or thinking, oh, I'll just do this myself instead of having someone else do. I was going through grabbing some video stuff and I wanted to grab some pieces of yours to share and I ended up on the plane watching our whole episode again and I got off and I was like, I can't help but smile because Philip was just like you reignited a passion in me. Oh, that's so kind. And so to see everything pop back up and seeing that you wanted to come back was just like really cool for me as well. So I appreciate it. It goes both ways. I'm happy to do it any, anytime, anytime. I'm happy to do it anytime. Like I, I am so inspired by like that. That was one of the coolest things about AGT is I've always been inspired by being around people that are also just trying to chase down the dream at whatever stage that is for them. And um, I think that the, it's so important, like, to celebrate 
you know, every every part. It's like when you have children. You know, like you can't waste time when they're two years old, dreaming about what's going to happen when they're five years old, because you'll miss what happens when they're two years old. And so, like, if you're trying to grow a thing, and you don't take time to celebrate the wins, however they happen for you. Like, I remember when I got to a thousand monthly listeners on Spotify. Like, that seemed so impossible to me when I was starting. A thousand listeners a month? Like, how the heck am I going to do that? Like, you know, and I would be like, all right, cool, 200 listeners a month. That's pretty, that's pretty rad. And to, like, sit here today and to have, like, a quarter of a million listeners a month? Like, it, like I can cry thinking about it. Like, it's just so unbelievable. And, uh, you know... I always feel cringy talking about that stuff, but like to people that are also doing it, like, it's like, man, if you dream about it, be about it, you know, and mm -hmm. don't be afraid to share your wins. Even if you think they seem small, like if somebody doesn't, doesn't, if somebody's like, Oh, who cares if you got 50 new followers? I right, kick rocks. I care. Like that's a huge yeah. thing. Like you go do it. If, if you think yeah. it's tiny, you go do it and see how, you know, like, like people used to tell me all the time, well, like, Oh, like what your plan is not that difficult. I could do it. I right, go do it. Mm -hmm. I will support you. Go do it, you know? And so, like, I'm so inspired by other people that, like, especially, like, okay, five, six months later, a year later, two years later, they're still going. Like, that should give that, – that gives me energy to see people doing it. So that's a very long answer to your question. That's a very, that's a tangent. But as you can tell, I'm very passionate about it, and I am so inspired by people that just kind of keep going because that's, like, where the real possibilities lie. It's not, like, you know – Tell me how you're doing month 65 and then let's talk and see how you're still feeling, you know, like, cause it's a, it's a lot of work. So I appreciate that you're still doing it and I'm, I'm happy that you still got it going for sure. Well, thank you, Philip. That means a lot. And I, I agree. It is. It's yeah. like when you look back and be like, let's see where you are if you're still doing it. Cause it's, it's easy, <laughs> you know? Yeah. 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 I appreciate it, but I am excited to keep rooting for you and see what else you have to come. And the album will be coming out soon, which I am excited. I'll be downloading. I think you said August 18th. Is that correct? August 18th. And I am like adding uh, more like tour dates all the time. In fact, I'm really hoping to try to do like a Denver, Utah situation, yes. like out West kind of a situation. So I'll obviously we'll let y'all know, but, um, um, yeah, so I'm adding more dates all the time, just trying to figure it all out. And uh, But yeah, the, the, the big date is August 18th. That's when the album comes out. Yes, and please let us know if you come out west. Our audience is everywhere. But if you come out west, mm -hmm. we want to know so we can be there. It'd be awesome to meet you in person you, and come, sure. come be a fan and rock on in the audience for you. I got you. Where can everybody find you, Philip? You know, like I, I got, I, I do a little bit on social media, so you get to see me. Philip Bowen music. The important thing is, there's one, only one L in my first name. So Philip Bowen music, yes. TikTok. Hey, and listen, shout out to TikTok. I got verified a few weeks ago, which that was like a super rad. That was like, what? Like the what's, what is happening? So that was cool. But it, it, any way you cut it, like TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, whatever, and then um, my website is philipbowenmusic.com, and that's got like you know merch links and uh tour dates and all that kind of stuff so if you like merch it's out there for you and all those kind of things i can't wait to see what else you have to come and yeah good luck on agt thank you thank you and good luck with the pod have fun out there in utah 
I'm Thank hoping you. it's a mild winter for you this year. I hope it's not too insane for you this year. Me too. Me too. I'm trying to like live it up this summer because I'm like the sunshine. That's right. I don't know if I can do live another up, one live, like this live last it, one. Live it up while you can. Yes, oh my gosh. definitely. The, the gray is what gets me more than the cold. Boo to the gray. Oh. I hate the gray. So uh, me too. Yeah, the worst. Yeah. I need to be wiggling my toes in the grass and soaking up the sun like a plant. Please don't forget to subscribe. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, leave a five-star rating and review. It seriously helps more than you know. If you took something away from this podcast or you enjoyed it, please take a screenshot of you listening to it or a selfie and tag us on Instagram at The Reckoning Podcast or me at Brittany.long. We're excited to chat with you next week.